Yo, you are now tuning in with the Life by Taylor, the podcast channel that helps you become the best version of yourself. That's right. Check it out. All right, guys. So today I have an incredibly inspiring boss babe on the podcast. So this girl is an absolute machine, both mentally, physically, and in an entrepreneurial and business sense as well. She's absolutely killing her personal training business at only 21 years of age, which is insane. She has an inspiring story. She's come from a place where she suffered with binge eating, struggled with self-love, insecurities, and was the typical I will never go vegan kind of person as well. She's now in a place where she has healed her relationship with food, oozes, and promotes the concept of self-love and is a passionate vegan. I know hearing Tori's story and hearing the amazing tips she's going to give you guys in regards to self-love, binge eating, and fat loss will inspire you to look at your own fitness, health, and body image a little differently and a little more positively. So, hello, Tori. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and I'm so excited to get deep with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to do one of these. This is only my second podcast. Really? Whose other podcast were you on? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like a personal training one. Oh. So it wasn't really to do, it was about advice for other personal trainers. Okay. So. I'll have to check it out. Sounds so cool. <laughs> All right. So I want to get into your story pretty much straight off the bat and learn a little about where you've come from, what's kind of led you to where you are now. And then towards the end of the podcast, we'll jump into some kind of actionable tips that people can take away in regards to their unhealthy relationship with food and also their fat loss journey, how to, um, you know, lose weight and keep it off kind of thing. So yeah, I want to take us way back to your childhood. What was it like for you growing up as a child? So for me growing up, um, I had like a, I have a good home life uh, in the sense that, you know, family and middle class, like went to normal school, yeah. had normal friends. Um, uh, I was quite like intelligent at school, but at the same time, I always knew I was different. Like I was always different, even to the point where like we would go away with other families and like I would always feel like the one being left out. Um, hmm. And then I would sort of tell myself not to feel like the victim, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I would feel bad about feeling like I'm left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even though I kind of was. Um, and then again at school, I always sort of wanted to be the popular one, was always in the popular group, but was never like really felt a part of it. Because mm. okay. um, I just always felt so different from the other girls. Um um, Why was that? Why did you feel really... different? Um, I feel like I just wasn't. I I just wasn't the same. Like I I, I like different things. Mm. Uh, I started getting into screamo music, like uh, music, yeah. rock music, <laughs> and I was really, really, you know, I I didn't have self love in the sense that. I always felt like I had to prove something. So I used to dress really crazy. I used Mm. to wear like big creeper shoes and um, really out there bomber jackets, vintage Mm -hmm. kind of style clothing. And that just, I went to like a Jewish school. So like everyone's quite clicky. um, And there's this thing like a JP, like a Jewish princess, like you'd wear the typical designer clothes, the typical bag, whatever it was at the time. Wow. And... Yeah, so I was just like not like that. Is your family Jewish, or why did you go to a Jewish school? Yeah, my family are Jewish. Oh wow! I don't practice religion. Yeah. Okay. Don't really talk about it much. I didn't know but that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't practice religion. I just believe in being spiritual to my own level uh-huh. and being a good person and believing in the law of attraction. <clears throat> yeah. And making my own rules. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's something so, yeah, new. That's I didn't a little know that. bit of background. Yeah. That's a little bit of um, what my childhood was like. And what about your family life, like your family dynamics? What was that like for you growing up? I always felt resistance. I lived with my mom and my stepdad and my sister Mm -hmm. and my little brother when he came along. And I just, I always felt a lot of resistance with my mom. Um, We so different. We have different ideas of what beautiful is, massively Mm. different ideas. 
Um, I think a lot of from her comes from her mum. Mm. Um, and she kind of put those insecurities on me and made me feel without even realizing yeah uh she would make me feel insecure about my own body like yeah wow like you know little things like my forehead or tell me to suck my belly in and things like that and mm. w yeah it, it kind of without me even realizing on the surface it was it was all adding up to this whole self-doubt I'm not good enough I'm not pretty enough mm. I'm not that um and yeah, generally just a lot of resistance at home, a lot of arguing, standard like teenager stuff though. Yeah. Nothing super heavy, but it would always escalate quite a lot. And to be fair to you, I don't know if you have this with your child, like with your, like whatever what went on with you, like the body tries to forget all the bad stuff. And Yeah, like you I suppress it. Yeah, like I'm kind. I find it hard to really go back mentally. Yeah, and same. Remember all those times. Like I remember mm. brief memories of like how bad the arguments would get and things that were said and that really that hurt me. But generally, it's hard to really go back. Yeah, I totally. I'm in the exact same boat. I really struggle to like think back to those times and yeah. specific situations and events that happened. Yeah. I really have like suppressed them so hard to the point where I can't remember yeah. them at all. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But that's yeah. what happens when we're like traumatized from things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I told so I relate to the, I... um, the little comments and things. Cause I think like, obviously it's not our, our mom's intentions to do that to, no. to us, but I remember like my mom telling me things like, Oh no, those jeans are too tight on you or, Things like that that really affected me, or, or maybe you shouldn't wear a top yeah. that shows your stomach, or little things yeah. like that. You don't realize at the time what it's doing to you, but you look back and think, "Oh shit, that stuff actually really affected like my body image and everything." And even mm. for me, it really affected mm. my relationship with food because my mum would be like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't eat that much, Taylor, or maybe you should go to the gym, or maybe you should start exercising." And then that's what kind of led me to like eating in secret and hiding when I was eating. I know yeah, if that's like similar exactly. to you. So similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it it's tough because I don't want to get on the podcast and slag my mom off because I absolutely love her. Yeah, no, same. I, I love my mom so much. Yeah. Yeah. And the things she's done for me that have absolutely set me up for my future, like financially like saved me even when she had no money. Yeah. She would save so much money for me. Yeah. Which it just shows you that she she puts her she shows her love in like um in a way that in like a serious way like she she wants to set me up she wants to set my future up but when it comes to the emotional side mm. um she had no idea mm. how much little comments would be like yeah I, I still remember like saying I have a pointy chin and it just it just makes like even maybe one time she said that yeah and it always stuck yeah and it's so funny now because everyone's getting chin filling <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like mom it's <laughs> I love that it's so true it just I was just when I started seeing that on Instagram I'm like wow like, <laughs> finally my my pointy chin made off <laughs> I love that yeah I used to get that with like my mum used to tell me like my ass was too fat and now it's like mm, <laughs> yep <laughs> people love they it know. <laughs> I love but, it um, but yeah no it's just it's those things that add up and even mm. to this day like I'm just obsessed with looking at my lower belly and I'm yeah. still, even though I love my body and I'm working on it and I still find it so, like the amount of times that the belly, the sticky out belly would come up. Mm. Um, and, and even then it was probably a lot of inflammation from the binging more so than fat, but you just get these like ideas in your in your head and then it becomes a paradigm and then that's it it's it's pretty mm. fixed so I'm still trying to figure a, a way to just not obsess over the way my stomach looks yeah yeah I think I'm the, I'm um, the same boat like yeah I've like I've come so far with my self-love journey and I do look at myself every day and genuinely think I'm beautiful but I do slip into those times where I look at like think like especially places like that like my lower belly and things like that where I'm like yeah hmm, like I don't know but where your mama would say those jeans are too tight or that top yeah too tight. but it's just a journey I mean, it's a journey like anything else like 
it's not to say that we can't speak about self-love or that we don't love ourselves just because we do slip back into those kind of like tendencies of yeah. thinking like that because we've come so mm. far yeah no for sure I actually read something the other day um which really resonated with me which I think I should share with you let me see if I can find it quickly yeah it was basically saying that I'm oh I don't know if I deleted it it, it basically said that I'm allowed to help others grow. Oh my God, stop. I actually looked at that today. It was in my save. Shut up. Did you? Stop it. The one by Manifestation. I was actually looking at that today and I was thinking, wow, why did I? I'm so glad I saved that. Wait, I've got it right here. Hopefully, it's the right thing. I'm allowed to be a work in progress and help others grow at the same time. Yes. That one. Oh my God. I refuse to wait until I'm perfect or anyone else has deemed me worthy of impacting others, I'm unapologetically accepting a life of massive growth and improvement. Yes, oh, I love that. I, can't, I love it. That's it's so, so good. You. What the hell? Yeah. That's amazing. That's so weird. <laughs> All right. Seriously. Um, by the way, guys, this is the first time Tori and I have spoken, like, properly, on like, on, in long form, but we send voice messages to each other, like, every single day. So yeah, cool. like four minutes long. I love it. And when I come to the UK, I'm going to stay with you. It's going to be so good. Please. So excited. Please, please. <laughs> Likewise, when I come to Australia. Oh, 100%. Or Bali, because I'll be moving to Bali soon. Oh, hopefully. my God. Oh, my. Yeah. I'm so going to book a flight and come see you. You have to. Excuse, you have to. Have you been before? Yes. Never. Oh, I'll show Never. you how to Bali I'm properly. I'll show you how to do it properly. It's going to be so good. Unreal, please. All right, so I want to ask you what – so mm -hmm. when you started, like, getting triggered by, you know, the things that were being said to you in terms of your body and things like that, you obviously started falling into binge eating. At what age was that? Did you start kind of binge eating? Um, It was around, I would say, like, 15, 16. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I, I always – Yeah, continue. I always use – sorry, Han. No, I always – um used food was always an emotional thing for me mm. always it okay. was always my escape and to be honest it was it's my mum's um mm. which just shows how similar we are in some senses um where she would try and restrict me you know just being a good mum like trying not to get me to eat like crap and mm. it really affected me it made me like sort of obsess over the, the sweet stuff and it was always honestly like even just going out I would always get mcdonald's i would always get mm. happiness from like getting a starbucks and like everything would have to involve food yeah um which is why my dieting journey became so hard because i was so embedded with a relationship with food um that cutting out all these things would be like really hard on me yeah um so yeah i started binge eating then i would just start i would just like Little things like I would go to the co-op at the end of my road on my way to school and get like a big pack of biscuits. Yeah. Um, and literally eat all 20 of them. And that would be my lunch. Yeah. And like even then when I started going to work, I would get like a packet of croissants, like six of them, and eat them all six yeah. on the train. And I totally feel I never... this, by the way. I've done yeah. all of this. I couldn't so bad. I couldn't eat anything without without with stopping mm. um and that carried on into my fitness career massively until about six months ago that even like nut butter like the amounts of conversations i've had with fitness professionals about how to get rid of my addiction with nut butter <laughs> is a joke yeah um, wow so even it just stems back from not being able to stop and i think mm. the fact that you know in your head like this is a really high calorie food we only have a little bit it it's automatically puts that restriction on the food and you're like yeah like you make an obsession over it which is not even that nice yeah it's quite sticky right. when you eat loads yeah of it, it's so true you forget about the taste and it's just about you can't stop mm. um and i used to do that with nutella in oh, like I used in the to middle do of that the too, night yeah that was my yeah. thing nutella was my thing in the middle of the night i used to go and yeah. just go hard on Literally. that shit and coke i, I used to drink stop. coke a lot and then i would feel so fuming with myself in the morning yeah 
um and then my mum started to make like a joke about it there was this like there's this lemonade in the uk and they had this song that went secret lemonade drinker and then they would whisper oh no and she would start to sing it to me as a joke and it even just like hearing that just makes me feel really like sad because she would like make a joke at the fact that she knew i was going down and eating at night but for me it was like a huge struggle like I couldn't stop myself doing that, so. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I totally feel that. I, I can't imagine how, like, embarrassing that would have been for you because embarrassing. I, like, with mine, I used to do the same. Like, I would wait until everyone would go to sleep and then I'd go and eat, but no one yeah. ever mentioned it to me. Like, I think my mum obviously yeah. would have noticed because she would have noticed, like, half the shit in the fucking cupboards would be missing, <laughs> but, like, yeah. she never said anything. So I think that would have, like, destroyed yeah. me. I can't even imagine. Yeah, wow. it's part of it, and I've read a lot about binge eating, and mm. it's it partly, like, it, one of the things is you don't want to don't want other people to see you eating. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I, I can even resonate with that, even little things like when I'm eating my food on the train, um, like in the past when I was going to work and I would eat my breakfast on the train, like I would feel uncomfortable eating on the train, even though I was literally just eating on the train yeah. like any other person. But because I knew my demons, I knew that I I secretly eat, it was almost like you you almost feel like you're in that moment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're you're doing something really normal, but because you know you actually secretly eat as well. Yeah. You feel like you shouldn't be seen eating at all. Um but yeah, it was yeah. That's yeah, hard. I would always it would always make comments like if there was loads of biscuits missing, it would always be, you know, made well aware in our family that mm. I'd eaten them all. Um so yeah. Yeah. Was... That's tough, man. And then how did you get into fitness from that because you obviously started been eating like early teenage kind of years and then you got into fitness so how did you go from like binge eating to getting into fitness so I actually totally forgot to mention this to you before the podcast but Mm. I was quite depressed okay um when I was around that age like 15 16 yeah stemmed from not feeling good enough all of those feelings and just uh, not feeling like whole in my life and I would I just felt really rubbish about my body um, I went through a little bit of self-harm phase as well um, which again I was around other people that kind of had done in the past so it was almost really normalized mm. I used to hang out with people like in London like we'd go to these like I don't know if you ever had Tumblr yeah that was my thing yeah so it's like a blog, you know, the blog site. Yeah. And I had a bit of a hate blog. And Oh, my God. Stop. Uh, We're actually, like, the same person. I know. It's mad. It's so I know. I remember watching your story and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> and I had a, a hate blog. And, and sometimes I think, sometimes I think I'd like to open it because I shut it down and yeah. actually see, like, how I was feeling. But I haven't I'm... ever gone back to seeing it since. Yeah, uh, I can't I don't find my own reactivate. No, you can't. I've um, tried. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um and I would go to Tumblr meetups and they were amazing. Like everyone sort of made me feel like I was a special person. Like everyone would be like, Tori, oh my god, hi. Like and it made me feel like I had this other world of like mm. really cool, quirky people, like these were my people. And then everyone sort of had a self harm background and it was so so normal. Um and anyway, fast forward from that. That's just a little bit of a yeah. Wow, I didn't know story. that about you. Yeah, I, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh my god, I so didn't tell you that. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, it's crazy how similar that is to my journey because I was like the same. Like, started binge eating. Like, hated myself. Like, was always eating in secret. Put on heaps of weight. Got really depressed. Was self harming. Mm. And then I was also yeah. like had a hate, like a depression. Instagram page Blog. and a Tumblr yeah, page. Yeah, it was cool to repost. Yeah, it was all just like self harm photos and like depression quotes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, and but I do believe that in life you have angels and you have people that like like we are. Our journeys are so similar, and it's not a coincidence that we've crossed at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's. So yeah, back to why I got into fitness is it's all stemming from not feeling good enough. And I started going to the gym when. 
I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. I thought he was cheating on me. He was a lot older than me. I was 17. And I joined the gym. And everyone at my gym was so nice. And I just found... I've, I followed a girl called Ashley Nasera uh, or something like that. She's pretty big now. But mm. she would... I loved her because she didn't sexualize fitness. Like her videos were all a bit being badass, like just mm. being this empowered woman or do like really heavy squats and still have a banging body. But like it was never sexualized. It was never like us in front of the camera when she's squatting. Yeah. It was just straight up fitness, sexy, empowered, strong. And I felt like that was my ticket to self-love. That is how I felt. I felt like if I can get strong, I would feel different to other women that would be my difference like for me my insecurities came from feeling like I didn't have I wasn't pretty like these girls I didn't have a nice nose like these girls I'd see in clubs I didn't have a nice bum mm. like these girls see and I just when I started fitness I was sort of got the mentality like well none of these girls lift well none of these girls go to the gym mm. none of these girls like this was before fitness was even cool or when yeah. was even cool do you know what I mean like I was just like that's my thing. That's why I can say that's that's my that's what makes me different, and that just empowered me because I knew. Yeah, like, I love that. Yeah, like like all of these girls may be really pretty, but they all got it naturally. Like, what about me? I've I'm, I work hard for it. I like mm. I put my grind in. Like m like massively part of the fun in this is knowing how fucking hard you've worked. Like and being able to say that to someone. Yeah, it's so like you know empowering I mean? and fulfilling to know that the way that you look and like the results that you've gotten directly stems from the work that you've put in to the gym. Yeah, you, yeah, mm. and I, I'd love like I'd see things like you can't fake fitness, like you can't you can't buy it, like doesn't matter how rich, yeah, you are, it's so matter how true. pretty you are, like like you can't get that shit unless you squat heavy mm. and you lift heavy and you get stronger and you you chip in in every aspect of your life for that result um like you getting up on stage every day like you can't buy that you, yeah you can't you it, it takes a level of something else to get to mm. that it takes a certain level of commitment discipline um so you know, true. Self, like so for me what empowered me with fitness was like it didn't matter what else i have i know the only thing i needed to get to where i wanted to be was me mm. So that that's how I got into fitness, and I love that. Then my yeah, and I went to like a health health place, um, just like a, you know, like a just a a normal gym. And then I my best friend was always at this gym, and it, we'd be on the phone late at night, like ten at night, and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm just at the gym," and I'd be like, "What are you just, you've been at the gym for like two hours? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I just talk to everyone here," and he was like, "Everyone's just like family there," and he was like, "You've got to come." So I went to his gym finally one day. Um, my best friend was a massive support for me, by the way. Um, That's amazing. When I was going through the shit, he would always come to my house, have tea with me, talk to me. Like, at late at night, he was just the best friend. Um, and he had, mm. he suffered from depression and all of that as well. So we were, I was really blessed. Are you still him. friends with him? Yeah, he's a uni, so we're not, we don't see each other as much. Yeah. But, um yeah, we're still, we're still really, really good friends. Um, but you know how life gets. Life just, you know, everyone's life goes in different directions. So yeah. it, it does get hard. Um, but at the time, yeah, he, he was like, you've got to come to this gym. So I went and it was like weightlifting gym, which is where I work now. Um, that was like almost five years ago. Wow. And I just fell in love. I was just like, this is my place. And that's how I got into fitness. And then obviously being surrounded by people that are properly training, like not just people at a health center, like people are roaring, people are grunting. Yeah, yeah. Like this shit is real. And then training with, like I always say to people, like for me, it was like training with lions. I was training with big boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it made me like, fuck, I want to I wanna be like that. I'm not afraid to make a noise when I'm training. I'm not afraid yeah. to push my extra rep. And there are people like behind me, like cheering me on when I do get to that point so that's yeah that is that, that's what that's what shaped me into getting into so fitness. did you straight oh, yeah. did you straight away know that you wanted to like train other people and help other people with their fitness or were you just kind of just really getting into fitness like it was just a really yeah. good pa a passion of yours like a hobby kind of thing when did you realize you wanted to actually like help people with what you you'd been through um it was 
It was I was I was working at a hairdresser's at the time. I'd I'd been to like working in two hairdressers, and I when I was in the second hairdressers, I was just obsessed with with fitness and just got it so much myself. And I just thought I want to do this full time. I want to help other people. Um, but at the beginning, it was it was totally all about me and and getting myself to where I wanted to yeah. be. It was quite a self you know for a self fulfilling thing, and then. I sort of thought I want to make my li- I want this to be my life. Like, why isn't this my life? Why am I doing people's hair and mm. giving them fucking life story talks, empowering people when I can get and be paid for paid for this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like washing someone's hair and, and giving away so much of my energy. Yeah. I just thought I'm, I'm in the wrong job, and everyone would say it as well. Well, good on so. you for like making that stand and doing something to change your life because I know like a lot of people just kind of go with it and you know stay Mm. in that kind of unhappy place yeah for sure and I always knew something wasn't right like my first Mm. hairdressers I worked in was just horrible I would cry I cried so much in those three years like yeah I can imagine crazy and earning next to nothing spending half of that on traveling to it like a really huge salon in London like a really posh part of London um and it is like almost like a totally another story because for for me leaving that was so hard because it was one thing that really made my mum happy me working Mm. there and then for me to then go against something that I knew would like make her unhappy when I almost felt like I'd made her unhappy my whole life yeah wow um do you know what I mean so I was it was hard for me to ever leave which is why I kept going because she sort of drummed it in my head that I wanted to be this hairdresser and you know everyone needs a hairdresser and I got a trade for life and blah 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 Mm. and um it was when I sat down with my best friend funnily enough again and he made me like I just felt weird one day and he was like let's sit down and talk about it and we sat down over coffee and wrote down it was this easy right we sat down and we wrote wrote down all the reasons to stay in hair and all the reasons oh wow and then (laughs) yeah and then it was so obvious yeah double reasons to leave and we rated them all out of 10 like for example wow one of the reasons to stay yeah it's crazy I want this guy as my best friend he sounds amazing (laughs) he's amazing he's actually like got his own um, motivation company now oh wow that's awesome he's gonna absolutely kill life um and we basically wrote down 10 reasons, 10, like out of 10, like how important that was. So like, for example, reason to stay was to make my mum happy. And obviously that mm. was like eight out of 10, but then everything else just outweighed everything. Mm. Um, and I was like, right, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave by the 25th of November, which is my birthday. And this was like uh, September. Um, and I'm going to get a job at the gym and I made up some job. I'm going to help them on reception and just. Wait, like, so when was this? Like last year, are you saying? Or the, when was this? Uh, this was in 2017. Okay. So you've been in fitness and now for two years? Pretty much? Uh, a year and a half. year and a half. Year and wow. A half. Like technically working in fitness. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just managed to convince, I had a few meetings with my gym, managed to convince them they needed to employ me and mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be there for long and I just needed a stepping stone. Wow. And I want to help them and I love their gym and I'm so passionate about their gym. Like, Oh, my like, God, I, that's amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. So, but then I gave up a, a job in, in um, you know, a really good potential job in, yeah. in like, central London to work in this warehouse gym earning <laughs> Next to nothing. So in my mum's eyes, it was like the worst thing. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I left anyway. I left um, a month later, which was half of the time I said I was going to leave. And then that joined work. Started working in the gym in October. Built up my experience. I started PTing people, even though I wasn't a PT. <laughs> and then, um, and then in January, officially started PTing. Like January last year. Oh my god. April last year went self-employed. So. so and so it's been like a year and a half that you've been officially working as a PT and like you are killing it in the PT game. Oh, thank you. That's incredible. Was, Holy yeah. shit. So I'm it all worked excited. out for you. And is your mum feeling like proud of you now that like seeing what you've I, yeah, created? I think she's really, yeah, I think wow. she is actually really, with just like just the last few weeks started to get our relationship like really back on track because I've mm. sort of 
shut her up when she's gone to say things about me. Yeah. Um, and had a word with her and actually told her how I feel. Wow. Um, so yeah, I think she's really, she's, she is secretly really proud. I know my dad's really proud of me as well. Um, but you know what, most importantly, I'm so proud of me. Yeah, so, that's all that matters. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I feel so much fulfillment in having my own business and knowing how far it's going to go as well. Yeah. Like I can see the bigger picture for it. So. Oh, 100%. You're going to kill it. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. So I want to ask you, like when, so you said you kind of officially cured your binge eating tendencies and like killed your relationship with food just about six months ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So how how did that happen? Like what made you really kind of start to completely overcome that so it was um in the short I, I got given a book by one of my clients I was having a conversation with my client she had quite a bad relationship with food as well it was it was almost like we realized we had the same kind of problem mm. like like obviously I'm so fine to fitness I'm, I'm I'm putting in all the work throughout the day and then at night I would just I would just I was just getting these bad urges because like I said, you know what a paradigm is? Yeah. That is? Yeah. So it was in my head. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what a paradigm is, basically like a repetitive subconscious thought that then turns into like a, a, a behavior that you just feel like you can't control. Um, and it was so programmed in me mm. that I couldn't have biscuits and I had to binge on them that even when I was like ended up moving in with my dad and he would never restrict anything I ate I just couldn't help it yeah and I couldn't and it was almost when I realized that like I really I've still got like a binge eating disorder even though I'm technically not binging I'm just like I would sit in front of the tv and I would have my yogurt and berries and then like a second when I finish it I would get up and have another yogurt and berries and then I would yeah. have I just couldn't feel I couldn't I would literally not stop eating till the moment I went up to bed Mm. and it was so frustrating because you're putting in all the work I had like paid for fitness coaches to like like get me lean and stuff and I would just fail every night um and they kind of didn't get like they just thought I wasn't complying and I was just like it's so much deeper than that it's it's not that I don't like I'm I'm not sticking to the diet I just can't I, I can't yeah Um, it's an issue like it's a real issue yeah and then I would sort of then plan around that so I would have like yogurt and berries at night in my plan but then I realized I soon realized I was just accommodating for my issues rather than facing them Mm. um I was trying to like put you know work like put sweet something in my plan so I could have it but realistically I'm just sort of allowing myself to have that yeah okay remain so how I actually cured it was I read a book called Brain Over Binge. Like I said, my client gave it to me, which is quite amazing because I coach her and she actually really coached me in that point. Um, and it, I, I didn't read it all. I just took what I needed to. And then for me, I love listening. So like to podcasts and videos. So I went onto YouTube and watched some girls like explain how it works and what it means. Um, and long story short, do you know what that video is? I so many people have asked me. I haven't Mm. found it yet. The exact one I watched. Okay, but I'm gonna find it for you. And if you want to put a link, yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll find it. Yeah. Um. All I remember was this girl with brown hair, and she's really pretty. (laughs) So I'm gonna find it. I'll try and find it today. Um. I'm sure it won't be too hard to find. Um. And. Basically, it was saying that it isn't even the uh, it isn't the binges. Like, stop demonizing the binges. It's actually the urge. It's the urge to binge. It's that feeling in your tummy, like I can't sit here without food. I need more food. I need another bowl. And it's it's that urge. Mm. And I think so much you try and fight that urge that like if you hit me, and I hit you back, you would hit me back again, and then I would hit you back again, and it would. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work like that. It works the same with the subconscious mind. You can't fight it. You have to literally ignore it. Like, and it sounds so silly, but you just yeah, breathe. Uh, and I, I literally just would sit there and like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to actually yeah. just ignore it. And I just waited for a second 
and another second and then a minute would go by mm. and what she said in the book is it would literally just go like it just went yeah passes she was like we have yeah. this thing with hunger as well like i'm sure you when you were prepping you think that hunger gets worse and worse but it doesn't really it comes and then it goes and and i yeah. i know this when i used to, yeah it's not permanent. yeah when i used to do intermittent fasting it it's like understanding that you'll get a little bit of hunger and then you just breathe through it and then it goes like it doesn't get significantly yeah. worse it it just goes and then yeah, and then no. it it would go and i'll be like oh my god wow. yeah like what the fuck <laughs> mind yeah, blown like, what the fuck like <laughs> if only I knew wow this. um simple as that hey because I you know you hear stuff like that and you think yeah nah, that's not gonna work but then you try it and it works sure. and you're like oh my god it's yeah that for sure simple. I do stuff like the that whole all time. the time like people saying think about your um your goals before you go to bed and you'll wake up in a happier mood it's it massively yeah does. yeah like, mm, it nah. really makes a difference or yeah like meditating for five yeah. minutes when you're stressed is this yeah, or like yeah. positive affirmations, just, gratefulness. People always like, mm, but it's, yeah, no, I'm not you know what? Do that. Tell That's you what, weird. no successful person in the world will ever tell you that affirmations are a load of shit. You have to affirm yeah. things in your head to yeah. believe, like to actually believe them. Like we said about the subconscious mind is mm. crazy. Um, yeah. but yeah, back to the point. You literally just have to breathe, and I would just breathe, and then once you've mm. overcome that once, and you're like fuck I've literally just overcome a huge struggle for me I remember sitting on the couch and telling my boyfriend because he did not know my huge background about binge eating but he he knew that I couldn't sit still and I would always eat uh on the sofa um at night and um and then I was like oh my god babe like I've uh, you won't believe what I've just done like I've literally just breathed through it <laughs> and I haven't eaten and he'd be like what <laughs> But for me, it was a huge <laughs> accomplishment, like huge. And yeah. it was almost like, oh, my God, I've got the answer. And then the more you do it, the, the better you become at it. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I still have times yeah. where I give in to those urges. Like I said, I'm a work in yeah. progress. But, but you, it gets better aware. the more you practice it, yeah, the like more it gets better. Yeah, like last night was my cheat night, yeah. and I had an ice cream, and then I had a bowl of um and then a bit of chocolate and then I had a few biscuits and it was like I knew that I was I knew what was going on and I was allowing myself rather than being like I can't control this I can't stop I can't stop it was more of like mm. a I know I'm gonna indulge tonight you know what I mean so you you just yeah yeah and not no, feeling not guilty all. about it not at all which is amazing yeah. because I never thought yeah. I'd break free from you know it's not a nice way to start your day being like you're a fucking failure you like another night you let yourself down again mm. like you were doing so well yesterday and then you let yourself down it was yeah yeah so yeah so is that good advice do you think i love that i love that and i think that's the like the best advice you're gonna get because you know you hear things about binge eating and there's so yeah. much information out there but at the end of the day it's really it's really just that and i've started noticing that with myself too because during my comp prep i started freaking out because i was like oh my god i'm falling oh. back into binge eating like i'm thinking about yeah binge eating and i, I did I know, one I time like two was it how many weeks four weeks oh. out of my comp i ate like three four oh, times my calories for the day and put on two oh, kilos babe. in a night but it was just because i was restricting so yeah. hard and like all of that was starting to come so back but now that i'm that out happened, of it i was like i oh, really felt I know. you yeah but now that i'm out of it i'm picking up on things and i'm like understanding things but if you a lot wouldn't have been better and i'm you putting have into binged, i wouldn't have given you that advice like now remember when i said to you like yeah about how, what i did for my binge and if, if you wouldn't have gone through that you wouldn't be able to relate to someone and that is like, mm. like you go through life to, to help people yeah you know now yeah. next time if someone comes to you as a client and they're coaching for a comp you'll you know how to prepare them for that and you you um you can understand mm. it a lot better but yeah yeah no a hundred percent like even now like the other morning i had just like rice cakes with peanut butter or something and in my head because i'm so used to being in that restrictive mindset like prepping for 10 months like that was heavy duty shit i was in that restrictive mindset for so long and now that i'm out of it i'm having things that aren't even bad but like deep down in the back of my head i'm like oh no i fucked yeah. up that's not good i shouldn't have eaten that 
And then an hour later, I'm like, wait, you know what? There's nothing wrong yeah. with what I've just eaten. Yeah. It's totally fine. So I think it's just a process of healing and just it's it's a practice yeah, just like anything sure. else. You can't you um, can't just you you know you yeah you learn and then like you say you've got to practice and you get you get better at things for sure. Um I love it. So I wanna go into I wanna go into some weight loss tips for people, but before that I want to go into your transition into veganism yes. just quickly and kind of why you went vegan um, and how that's kind of changed everything so for you. I'd love to give you the pleasure. Uh, it was actually you, as you know, <laughs> that made me turn vegan, which is so good for you. <laughs> but yeah, so happy video, about that. <laughs> like, I, okay, fine, let's just cut to the chase. I, Long story short, I always had gut issues, hence, you know, from binge eating, so it you know, eating loads of, like, high-fat foods in one go caused me loads of GI problems, and I was dairy, I realised I was dairy, so I'd got an intolerance test, I realised I was dairy intolerant, cut out dairy about two, three, two years ago or something, and then my next sort of step from that was when I had a coach, to help my gut issues, he cut out red meat. So that was cut out. And then I continued with that. Mm. Um, I don't think I ever ate red meat from that point, actually. And then that, yeah, and that wow. was um, June last year. And so I haven't, and you know what? Steak was my favorite food. Like when my boyfriend put, took me on our first date, we went, yeah, we went to that. this like place called Gaucho's. I don't know if you have it in, in Australia. But it's like mm -hmm. a really famous like steak place, and I was obsessed with steak. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I cut out red meat then. So that was my next sort of step. So I would like to say it was gradual, but then it was pretty cut off from when I watched your mm. video. And then I was I loved eggs, like loved like loved eggs. I love. Yeah, I used to be obsessed with obsessed eggs with as eggs well. Oh my god! And obsessed with chicken yeah. and. Just it was a running joke. Mm. I would go out for dinner and I would look at the menu and then I would always order chicken and veg. Like that's just standard <laughs> bodybuilding fitness girls yeah. dinner, right? Um, yeah. And and you know what's so funny? Can I just add? Is when I see fitness professionals being like, healthy diet. You know, get loads of protein in. Don't forget your your um your eggs in the morning da, da, da. and I just think the way they promote it yeah. like don't get me wrong I still tell my clients yeah. to eat that if they want because I don't believe in pushing my beliefs on them too much unless yeah, they ask. of course um however I don't promote yeah. it as healthy so they come to me for fat loss yeah I will... you're just like if you want to eat yeah, that like, that's fine I will help yeah. you lose weight and I guarantee you will lose weight but if we're talking about health here well, that's another story, if that makes sense, mm. it, when it comes to my views on, yeah. on eating meat. Um, and anyway, yeah. I'm really good at sidetracking, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, I've got an hour. And you're like, hon, we're not getting this done. It's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like trying to get it going. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, I, like I said, I was like hardcore, loved my meat. And then... Then I, I have um, one of my friends, girl, girlfriends at the time was vegan and she followed you and she posted your page on her story a lot of times saying she loves you. Her name's mm. Bella Ham. Don't know if you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Her, or... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. know her, yeah. And she would post you on her story a lot. Um, and I was and then I followed you and I loved your page and obviously. <laughs> and then... I started watching your YouTube videos and I loved them as well. And then mm. I watched the one transition into veganism and I was like, wow, yeah. like that made me change. Like, and, and Bella had been on at me for ages about being vegan and, and that just made me change my whole like thoughts on it. Wow. And then, sorry, in, in between that time, I started listening to podcasts about gut health, by the way, because I got quite into that when mm -hmm. I had my coach who made me cut out the red meat. So I listened to a few doctors. There's a doctor called Dr. B. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's no, like a really amazing actually. gut health doctor. And he was saying that the best way to live is plant-based. And mm. there's this book called, um, yeah. there's a book called The Blueprint, I think. 
don't know. I'll, I'll find out the name, but it's basically about the places in the world where people live the longest. And uh, yeah, like the blue, the blue zone, zone. the blue it. zone, and, and that people live yeah. the longest were the ones that didn't eat as much like meat. Um, yeah. Like Okinawa. And yeah. Those kind of places. And, um, and anyway, so I started getting obsessed with gut health and I get this thing where I, when I like to learn about something, I like to go all in. I like to watch as many YouTube videos and just learn about it. And then yeah, I watched your video course. and something just clicked in me. And I remember going out for dinner that night with my friend and we ended up going to Nando's and having chicken. And I was still after seeing that. And oh it was the God. first time I felt really weird about it. And I was like, I don't know why I feel so weird. Like I wow. feel really weird. And I was so so bloated after like I always am after eating two chicken breasts um and I was like oh my god like that's it and I woke up Saturday morning and I oh it makes me so happy I woke up the next morning and I looked <laughs> at my boyfriend I was like let me tell you from this day I'm never ever eating a piece of fucking chicken ever again I'm I'm done I'm vegan Oh my god, that is so yeah. Good. And I woke up, and I woke up, and I was like, "That's it, I'm done." And I still remember posting on my story like, first ever vegan food shop," and like, just. Oh my god! I was, I was just like wow. filling my uh, fridge and everything up with beans and legumes and all different like yeah, like, like, like get all different <laughs> vegetables I've never even tried and um, and it's funny because at the time he was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And um, here we are, like, almost a year later. <laughs> I know, what the hell? I remember you messaging me, being like, oh, I'm just going vegan. Yeah. It was so yeah, exciting. And, um, and I cool. remember going for turkeys that night and being like, what the hell am I going to order? And then I ordered, like, um, peppers and, and rice. And so funny, like, just um, thinking, like, I remember, you know what I can really resonate if anyone's thinking about, like, like, one thing that was always in my head was number one, I never thought I would be vegan because I love my meat too much. Number two, mm. I wasn't educated yep. enough and I didn't realize how bad meat was for you. I would actually thought it was mm. so good for you. So part of it was being ignorant and not knowing how bad it is for you. Um, and also, I always thought, what the hell am I going to eat? Like, there's nothing I can eat, which is what everyone bloody says mm. to me when they're like, oh, well, what do you eat then? And I'm like, yeah, everything else, but, but meat and animal yeah. products. Like, there's, yeah, <laughs> like, it's really not that hard. Like, even if I, even the other night I went to Gaucho's again, I went to a steak restaurant and there was like a vegan aubergine option on the menu. Like, it's, wow, it's oh my 2019. God. Yeah, these days there's just ridiculous yeah, amounts of options. Yeah, and even so, like, like you've got, like, so even good. what you said in your video, I remember, you said, like, there's sides, like, mm. you can always order, like, side of broccoli, a side of, like, b b b by the yep. time you've added... Made, Hot chips, yeah, potatoes. It's not that hard, almost. Yeah, there's always an always. option. Always, and, um, and I think yeah. if you're thinking of becoming vegan and you're, like, it, it scares you, it's, it scared me because I didn't even know what tofu was, I didn't even know how to cook, it was, like, a whole new world... Mm and uh yeah it's just like starting again like like you would with any fitness journey so yeah that's how i transitioned and don't get me wrong it's been I hard and uh, about the animal side mm -hmm. I, that wasn't my initial reason i went vegan i went vegan for my health and yeah. for my body and to cure my bloating um which still isn't fully cured but i think again that's a work in progress mm -hmm. but and getting to know my body, but yeah. it's so much better, so much better. My like, I don't have all the other symptoms I had. My digestion's amazing, like it never used to be. Um, and I think for anyone that's like transitioning, you just gotta like take the jump and like have faith and just be excited by it rather than scared. Um, yeah, you know, I love it. It's been an up and down journey, that. like. I've had like a bit of Nutella along the way and things that I found hard to break off from. And, yeah. you know, if I've been away and I've had a croissant yeah. and stuff. So I'm not super die yeah. hard. There's, there's no yeah, rules. And there's I think no when rules. People, it's just whatever yeah, works like, for you. Yeah, yeah. And I hate it when people say to me, oh, you aren't allowed that. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. Exactly. I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. I just choose yeah. not to eat those They're like, things. You're, you know, you're not yeah. allowed. And I'm like, or, or are you someone went to me yesterday. I was at a party. I was like, "Are you allowed to eat that?" And I was like, are you, 
Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I would never comment on whatever someone else is eating. So I don't really get it when people make comments. But it's so mm. funny. Like, when I see these, like, awful programs, like The Land of Hope and Glory and all those. And and then I think yeah. people make me think that I'm the fucking weird one. Like, we're the weird ones. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> we're the weird yeah. ones. And you're in the dead flesh. I remember you messaging me one day being like, we're not the weird ones. Like, they're crazy. Look at what they're eating. And I was like, yeah, Yo. I remember that. That's right. We're I love chill. that. Because it's so funny. Like, people make me think, like, I, I'm the outcast. I don't eat dead animals. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it I love just, it. All right. So, I know, I know you have to leave soon. I know you have to leave. You have got stuff to do. You've got clients yeah. to speak to. But let's try and finish it, like, real quickly. So... We, I wanted to go over fat loss tips. So maybe you can give us like a few of your best fat loss tips, just like real simple, like straight to yeah. the point, like this, this, and this, that people can take away and be like, okay, that's amazing. Okay. And then that's it. We'll just sure. end it there. All right. So I would give you, my first tip would be to, if you're just getting started, then look at foods for food quality. So basically if you want to lose body fat, it's a simple, simple thing. It's what goes in versus what goes out. If you eat less than what goes out then you burn then you lose weight if you eat more you gain weight if you eat the same as you move you stay the same that's called maintenance so it's about a calorie deficit now there's so many ways you can get to a calorie deficit but if you're a beginner and you're used to eating really high fatty foods fast foods processed foods those are naturally higher in calories mm. so even just by swapping them for a whole food version you naturally would reduce the calories. So for example, going for fruits, vegetables, beans, you know, potato is your carb source, rice, rather than foods that are more processed, you're naturally gonna lower your calories. Um, and also you're, you're gonna get better nutrients from those foods. Um, mm. But if you're someone that has had food issues, like struggles with food, like myself, then I would recommend a flexible dieting approach, which is by tracking your calories, working out your maintenance. So I just use a simple cal calculator online. I don't know how you do this, Taylor, but I use a, I type in TDEE, mm -hmm. like total daily energy expenditure. Yeah, I use the same Get one. Get your yep. basic, like yep. roughly recommended like maintenance, cut 200 calories off that and start really slow. Like yep. I started my cut 10 weeks ago on 2000 mm -hmm. calories. Then I realized, that that was my maintenance and then I cut it even more so oh wow so you want to start with more food to the point where you're like oh my god I've got loads of food this is cool I can kind of eat what I want in this and allow yeah. yourself the leeway so yeah. this whole 10 weeks I've lost two two um point five kilos and I've been eating biscuits every day chocolate every day because mm -hmm. I flexible diet because of my relationship in the past with food so you work out your calories. Yeah, you love make that. sure your protein is rough is high enough. I try and get a hundred grams a day, which is quite hard for a vegan, but I mm -hmm. make the conscious effort. Um and then um then kind of eat your carbs and fats around what you want. So as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're gonna lose weight. Um, I would also recommend getting a step tracker so you can track your steps, make sure you're actually moving as much as you mm -hmm. think you are. Um I would recommend your phone does that. My phone does that. But I guess it's not no, on No, it's not as accurate. Seven. I even wear my Fitbit on my um, ankle. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Count when I'm training and stuff like that. Um, otherwise, wow. it kind of counts steps for you. So I like to be really accurate. I'm a big believer that if you've got the data, then you have power. And if you can see how much you step, how much yep. you actually eat, um, like if you're weighing your foods and stuff, then you have so much power to actually mm -hmm. change. Whereas if you don't know, then how can you change? Um, yeah, so, so true. yes, I would recommend getting a step tracker and then just being consistent. Like, like I said, start off just below your maintenance and then work your way down. You know, I wish I would lose 10 kilos in, in 10 weeks, but realistically I'm going to gain all that weight back and i'm just gonna hate my life for 10 weeks yeah whereas in the last 10 yeah. weeks yeah. i don't i don't remember one point i did not binge the whole time i don't remember one point mm -hmm. i refused to go out for dinner i don't remember when i went out for dinner and restricted myself um i don't remember having a day without a single biscuit genuinely um yeah. so 
I've really enjoyed this and yeah. I posted it on my story actually you know about saying how I made this cut so easy because I just allow myself to have a little bit of enjoyment in my life mm. and it goes a long way so I think just be consistent um, and make sure you track your data track your sleep your food your steps your training and then you can really see how those things are affecting your weight so you learn a lot about your body so for example me when I last night I ate lots of sugar it was my cheat night my weight went up this morning I know for sure it's going to drop throughout mm. the week as I train and use my carb stores so but if I yeah. don't track that data I wouldn't know that I'd be like oh my god I've gained weight this week whereas realistically it's just carb stores it's not fat so mm. just get to know your own body and track everything um you know some may say that's obsessive but to be honest I think it's more empowering than anything, like getting to know your own body and being able to like, yeah, like know how much, how it works and how much you're eating and taking control mm. um, is an empowering thing rather than calling it obsessive. And also it's something like what I tell my clients now is like, yeah, you're going to have to count your calories for a little bit, but the goal for me, like with my clients, is to get them to learn how to count calories, get them to learn, you know, what foods have yeah. what calories, what foods are what. And then eventually they don't need to do it because they know serving sizes, they know what foods are high in calories, what foods are high in fats, exactly. protein, whatever. And then they don't need to do it anymore because they get to a point where they're happy with their weight and they can just kind of maintain yeah. it. But you do need to initially put in that work sure. of counting the calories and doing that annoying stuff. So, yeah, I think counting calories is super it's, important. Yeah, as, as a well. beginner. Like at least know. one point in your how life. I you know because even yeah. little things like. Yeah, how are you supposed so to know? So many of my clients come to me and they're like, yeah, and I snack on loads of nuts because they're healthy. And I'm like, well, you may as well have had a McDonald's because. Super yeah. high in fat, yeah. So, so it's <laughs> and like calories. knowing that rather than me being like, nuts are bad. Like, nuts exactly. are so good for you, but you, yeah. know, you want like 10 yeah. of them, um, which is yeah. so hard yeah. because. You know, it's so easy to grab a handful of nuts and get like thirty nuts in your hand. That's like yeah. two fifty calories or whatever it is. So yeah, literally. You know, yeah, yeah. So, true. so definitely, I think the counting calories is more about learning. And then, like you said, you can then start yeah. to eyeball things. And then when you go out for dinner, you sort of think, well, mm -hmm. that's roughly a hundred grams of rice. And then I'll add, you know, when one thing when I'm out for dinner, I always exactly. I always ask without oil. And I just always tell them that mm -hmm. my belly's really funny with oil. And then I sort of scare them a bit. And I'm like, yeah, it makes me really ill. <laughs> um, so, so I love that. Oil. That's so smart. Um, in fact, I went to get, like, the other day I went to a restaurant and they, I ordered zoodles instead of noodles, instead of pasta, um, mm -hmm. which is made from, like, courgette, zucchini, whatever you call it. Zucchini, Zucchini yeah. yeah. And he went, and you watch him make it, and he went to put like a big teaspoon, tablespoon of oil. And I was like, yeah, I did not come here and order zucchini over pasta. <laughs> to have that no, much oil on it. I was it. like, you know, I'd rather have the pasta. <laughs> so I was, I, you know, yeah. afraid to say it. Like, even my boyfriend was like, you're a nightmare. Yeah. I don't care. I'm losing weight, babe. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to so look true. sexy when we go on holiday. Yeah. Take initiative yeah, of the goals control. that you want and stop like leaving it for don't Yeah, that's right. Don't, take control. Don't, like, yeah, like, don't don't say, Oh, I went out for dinner and I, I had to have this. No, look at the menu. Yeah. Sit there no, and think, that's what right. can I do to make this the healthiest I can make it? Like anywhere mm -hmm. you go, you can order so something true. grilled, you can ask for no oil, and yep. you can ask for sauces on the side. Take control. Yeah. And then, you know, like yep. like for example, that meal I had out. I ended up obviously having no oil on it. It was a big bowl of zucchini. I don't know if you track veg. And then I had veg on top of it. And mm. I literally didn't track anything. I tracked maybe 100 calories for it. because Yeah, because it's, it's literally just what yeah, water. So, yeah. so that allowed yeah. me to therefore, when we was away, um, I was away whilst we had that, therefore have a little treat in the afternoon because I was like, yeah, I basically had like, yeah. nothing yeah. for lunch. So it makes so you... True empowered knowing exactly unless mm. i knew that if i wasn't educated on you know the fact that zucchini has basically no calories in it then i would think i've had like a yeah. 400 calorie meal when realistically i haven't so, so it works in both ways and also 
this stuff does not take long no. to learn at all because I didn't know I didn't know about macros and stuff like that honestly until I started really? prepping for comp and that was like 10 months ago and now I know so much about it so it really just takes a few months of just putting in the work learning about the calories learning about what foods are what what's in what and then you just learn yeah. it like that and it sticks with you for life and why would you not want to learn about this stuff like you're eating for the rest yeah, of your life and you want to like take control of your weight for the rest of your life so just do it once get it over and done with and yeah love it yeah. anyways we should let you go i feel Don't so be bad silly. That's over time. Fine. uh it's been amazing we could literally talk forever it was um, so good we'll have to do another one definitely. one day we'll do another podcast definitely. one day all right well just give everyone quickly your instagram details or anything you want them to know about you so they can find you and we'll just end the podcast so my instagram is tori gainer fitness um and it's all basically about fat loss um about woman empowerment um and embracing your own body so i'm actually having a bit of a rebrand at the moment so i'm hoping it will stay that um but we will see mm. um so yeah I hope yep. everything that I've given is is of value to people, and um, it was I great. hope that one person will feel that this will really help them. So, and if anyone ever w has any oh, questions, sure. then please message me. Like, it's my ultimate passion and mission in life to help women. So, fire them at me. Yeah, and she's so good at what she does. So definitely make sure you go and follow Tori and tell her you said hey. Tell her. Uh, say hey, tell her you came from the podcast. Yes. And thank yeah. you. Thanks, My Tori, pleasure. for coming on today. It was so good to chat to you, and we'll chat All soon, right. okay? Speak soon.